Welcome, welcome. Another episode of Rolling Real Estate. Today we got three superstars, Vinny Davila, Steve Buglioni. And Levinwood. That's three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Erica Boganan. And of course myself, Levinwood. Stevie B, who are you? What do you do? Who am I? I'm an agent with Remax Eclipse. And um, I try my best to sell houses. Vinny? I am also an agent with Remax Eclipse, and I do the same. I am actually just trying to transition into being a listing agent. Wonderful. So you've done mostly buyers agents? Mostly buyers, yeah. I've uh, been doing a lot of buyers, and now I feel like it would be easier and more efficient to start making calls and working with sellers. Beautiful. Erica Bogan? Hi. Tell us about yourself. Who are you? What do you do? I am a realtor with Remax Eclipse. I'm a buyer's agent. I'm a listing agent. I do basically everything, but I'm trying to work with more listings like Vinny over here. Oh, beautiful. So you guys all want to do more listings. I know Steve. Yes, sir. And Vinny are heavy on calling expires and for sale by owners. Is that right? That's for sure. Are, yeah. Yes. What, uh, how are you guys liking that? It's a grind. Would you agree, Vinny? I agree that it's a grind. Um, it's definitely hard work calling these these for sale owners that hate agents and know that they can sell it on their own. But yeah. uh, it's it's a grind. But it's once you get used to it, and you get in the swing of it. It's it's not too difficult. Do yeah. they really hate you? Because um, it seems to me like they hate the idea, but once you talk to them, they don't really hate you, or they don't even hate the idea because you seem yeah. to get a lot of appointments. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they hate the result of what happens, especially an expire. They don't hate the agent; they just hate the outcome that they got. So if you can tell them stuff that makes sense and explain maybe why it went wrong the first time and then what you're going to do different, then things start to make sense for them. What, what's so. the, do you guys have like a number one complaint that you hear from for sale by owners or uh, expired listings? Uh, for, for me, I think when it comes to for sale by owners, everybody's sold 20 houses by themselves. They're like, they've already done it before. I've sold yeah. three houses on my own. I don't need an agent. So it seems like I've been getting that a lot lately. Um, and the expireds, you know, calling the expireds, I always get, well, what, where were you when it was on the market the first time? So yeah. it's, it's all objection handling and, mm-hmm. you know, just getting, just you, getting your front, foot in the front door. Do you think that it's, you know, and this is just a general question, but I read last week that on average, I know that's not uh, specific, but on average, 40% of listings get relisted. So that means forty yeah. percent of the time that first agent doesn't get it sold. Do you think it's the agent? Do you think it's the seller? What do you think it is? Because that's almost fifty percent. That's a lot. I blame the agent much more than the seller because the agent's there to do what the seller doesn't know how to do. Right? I agree with that. For yeah. Sure. So otherwise, if if the seller could do it on their own, they would and should. So do you think the agents aren't uh, being truthful? Yes. And, uh, yeah. Saying the hard things that, that you have to say to get a house sold when people think it's worth uh, two hundred thousand when it's only worth one hundred seventy five. What do you yeah. think it is? No, yeah. I, I I agree with that. I see a lot of overpriced listings and you know agents going in there and, and taking uh, taking them at a you know way overvalued just to get the listing and then you see it on the market for 30, 60, 90 days and then the seller's like, well, what the heck happened? And then you just have to go over with them. Hey, you know, we started at this price point when you know the comps are this price and. Like I said, it's just all objection handling. Yeah. That conversation should be had up front anyway, because if if you know they're starting, your seller's starting high, they should also know that when the process begins. So 
um, <laughs> if you're gonna start high, you know you're starting high. There's got to be a date and time that you're gonna bring it down. Yeah, that brings up a point because I've taken listings that I think are too high before too. Yeah. But it's always okay. We're gonna try it for two weeks. Scheduled yeah. reductions. Yeah. Okay, if we yeah. don't have an offer, we're gonna reduce it, right? Yep. Right. Yeah. So yeah, you, you handle that right in the beginning, so it's not a surprise, and you're not misleading people because that's the thing that I bugs me a lot is the agents misleading yeah. the sellers to think they can get more money and then everybody gets mad at everybody. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Erica, where do you get most of your listings? I normally get them from my buy side. So a lot of the times when I work with buyers, they have a home to sell and for different reasons they're looking to move, but typically it's more from my buy side. And you want to do more listings? Yes. Do you... Uh, where am I going with this, boys? <laughs> <laughs> How are you going to? Yeah, what? Yeah. I mean, are you going to start cold calling like these guys, or what do you what do you see you doing to increase your listings? Well, I, I eventually, well, I'm always trying to do more buy sides, which leads to that other part. But yes, I'm going to plan on trying to sit in and listen to them do a lot more cold calling because I know they're really good at it, and I know objection handling. That's something that you definitely have to study. But as you guys were saying before, like you just have to be upfront and honest with these homeowners because a lot of people don't know. They just have a price in their mind for what they want. So if you don't have someone guiding you to what, I mean, you're the professional in this, right? They're not. So they need someone to be upfront and honest with them. And I just feel like there's a lot of things and lies, as you say, from other agents that make them feel like they can get what they want for it when in reality they can't. What, what do you guys uh, think is harder? What do you think takes more work? The buy side or the sell side? Or is it even? What, you know, because people say, oh, the buy side is harder is typically the thing. What do you all think? I, I think it depends um, because I've been on both sides of, of this. I've, I've shown buyers, you know, houses through four different counties over six months. Um, and, you know, it's really tough to get these buyers that need something super specific at, you know, a price, a certain price range. But at the same time, you know, being in the office the past two weeks, making these calls, you could make 100 calls a day, every single day for nine days and only get five listing appointments to hopefully gain one listing. So, you know, you put the time in, you, you follow up with these for sale by owners, uh, these expireds follow 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 up and it could take you you know up to like, you know a month or two months just to you know get this one listing um, so I, like I said it's 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 even in my eyes because I've I've been on the buy side and now the past few weeks all the, all the calls I've done it's really hard to get these sell these these sellers on the market with you when they're for sale owner or have been expired already mm -hmm. I agree with you 100% Vinny Steve what do you think Does, yeah. is there one side that you think is harder more difficult more stressful uh, well, the, you finish spot on the upfront like work before the home ever hits the market to get the listing in the first place is a lot more than what takes place on the other side. Uh, <clears throat> and then when you get it, um, it's, I don't say it's easier, um, but I think it's more efficient, it's a more efficient business model to be on the listing side as opposed to the buyer side because you got to make your schedule more so around the buyer and go to showings when they have to be there. and. Um, on the listing side, you don't have to do that. You kind of make your own schedule. So that's why I got into business in the first place was to make my own schedule. So it would make more sense to build it based on listings as opposed yeah. to buyers. Well, that, that makes total sense, and, and I agree.
agree. It's like, you know, you guys are hitting the phones and getting your asses chewed out every day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it takes, you know, just like a buyer, it takes three months sometimes. It takes follow-up three months with an expired or for sale by owner to get them to use you too. Yeah. Um, and I also want to add, you know, my opinion, just on the attitude wise, buyers are so much nicer to work with. Oh yeah, they're, they're always sellers. excited. Yeah. They're buying right. a house. Things are great. It's a new step. Yeah, sellers are usually you know pissed. They are. Yeah, <laughs> they're not getting what they want. <clears throat> Their house is worth way more it, than what they think. Yeah, you know, right? it's yeah. it's more stressful. It seems like on the on the sell side, yeah. at least my experience. Yeah, Erica, what's what side do you enjoy better? Or any any better or worse or harder or easier for you? You know, I think I agree with Steve because your time's a little bit more free with having the listings besides for your time trying to get them in the office. But like with buyers, I mean, that's mainly what I do. And in the market right now, it's like you could have your whole afternoon plan, but all these people are waiting for that one house to come on the market. So if that house comes up, you better be there within that first 24 hours or even six because, I mean, it, it ruins your whole schedule and you don't really have that free time to just keep your plans or you're going to miss out on a house for your buyers or they'll go with someone else. So it's... It's very time is of the essence right now in this market, so it's very hard to have a set schedule with certain things and plans, and you just really have to always be available. Absolutely. Uh, so listings are a little bit easier in that way for sure, yeah. because you're not having to be ready to jump to, to go and show them a house. Is there a, a funny story, Steve, of a for sale by owner expired you called recently that, that you could share with us without too many details? I made a whole video about it. <laughs> <laughs> I had one guy, I don't know if I told you about that, he, I mean, part of it's in the video and I had like a 20 minute conversation with the guy somewhere around Livingston County and uh, <clears throat> he was going on and on and on for about probably yeah, about 20 minutes and I didn't know the camera shut off at 10 minutes, but the best part was the second 10 minutes. I only got the first 10, that was what was in the video, and he was just ripping into me over and over, every single thing you've heard in the book, but you guys aren't worth it, this is not worth the money, I can do it myself, da, da, da. and he understood nothing about the process, but the fun part of it was oh, just to keep on going. Oh, I remember you know that, about? didn't you say something yeah. like, um, do you have your seller's disclosures filled out? And he was just like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My favorite line that didn't get caught in the video was, all these agents call me, and I don't even know what my address is. And I'm like, one, two, three, Main Street. He's like, all right, well, you're better than most. And I'm like, and I'm like well, okay, I got it right here. <laughs> Why would I be calling you if I didn't know what your address was? Well, so. I can say I know somebody in the back seat that called a for sale by owner without knowing the address. Oh. And he still got the appointment. Hey, that's when you know I'm you're this court, remember? Yeah, so uh, called this guy, had no clue. I just, uh, Lemon, you sent me the, the picture of the for sale by owner sign had no clue of the address, what the price was or anything. I just gave him a, a call and it was actually a pretty good conversation. Um, it, it, was, it was a smooth conversation, but he just did not want me at the house. Um, it took about 20 minutes. I finally said, hey, you know, just let me get in the door. Uh, it's gonna take five minutes of your time. What, what will it hurt? You know, I won't pressure you to list with me. You know, finally after a little bit, he says, yeah, um, which was cool. But I had to text you, remember, and I was like, hey, yeah. what's the address of this house? I didn't yeah. know the address. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> freaking awesome, dude. You got the appointment, and you didn't even know where the house was. <laughs> Somewhere water. That's <laughs> or, some or anything about it. Is there yeah. anything funny you can remember, Vinny, that uh, you went through recently with somebody on the phone? Um, 
I've been blocked like four times in the past two weeks. Um, <laughs> well, they just block you so you can't call them or text they them? They just block me. I, I, usually when I get hung up on and I know it is, I'll give them a call. They're like, hey, we just got disconnected. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, yeah. we didn't. I hung up on you. And then right. I hang up again. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> there is a really nice one in Birmingham at 1.1. I was, I was calling and um, the lady was really mad at me for calling her. I think it was because she was on the market for like 90 days and came off expired. Basically called her and said, hey, really simple question. I think it kind of pissed her off. I said, hey, well, you know, it looks like your house was for sale, but it's come off the market unsold. Is that true? And uh, she goes, well, isn't it obvious? And kind of said, well, you know, I was talking to her, talking to her, and then she hangs up the phone on me, call her back, said, hey, uh, we got disconnected. Last thing I heard was, uh, you know, uh, it was obvious that my home came off unsold. And uh, long story short, she, she, she calls me, and, or I call her, and she says, you can't help me. <laughs> hangs up on me. So I shoot her a text and then she says, why would I ever listen with somebody I don't know? Real Estate 101. Oh, that's right. So, you know, anyhow, oh. she was one of the ones that blocked me. Yeah. yeah. Did it work listening with someone that you do know? No, and that, that exactly. reminds me of, uh, yeah. I won't say his name, but I heard somebody else do some gold calling a while back and the owner of the home just tore into him. I'm like, why would I list with you? Your office isn't even in my area. And the guy said, well, your previous agent was in your area and he couldn't sell it. <laughs> so, so why don't you give me a shot? <laughs> perfect and, answer. And I think he got hung up on after that. Right. But it was perfect because the guy was just being a jerk. And yeah. it was like, oh, well, that's your question. Your, your neighborhood realtor couldn't do it either. Right. Yeah. Uh, I had one guy that he hung up on me. I called him back. So we got, <laughs> I said we got disconnected. He goes, no, I hung up on you. Hangs up on me again. So I call him back, and then he goes, sheriff's office. It's like we were just talking on the phone, and he just that's hangs up on me again. That's what he said. I got to report a crime. This guy's, house, <laughs> this guy's house didn't sell. We got we got to do something about this. Can I help? You? <laughs> Oh my gosh, that would have been great. Uh, this previous realtor should have been thrown in jail for what he did. Uh, <laughs> for what he didn't know. Uh, oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, neglect. Yeah, willful neglect. Uh, what about you, Erica? Do you have any funny stories off the top of your head? No, not really. I mean, more so it's just complaints, not really funny stories. I mean, I do, I do call people back and say I think we got disconnected, but people just get angry and they just... They feel like they're getting harassed. They're like, all these people keep calling me, harassing me. Like, at the end of the day, we're not trying to get your listing to not sell it. We're trying to get your listing to help you sell your home. So, I mean, not really funny stories. Just a lot of, a lot of shutdowns, a lot of no's. But, like you said, if you keep up with these people and you just keep trying, eventually sometimes they say yes. But even if someone says no, it doesn't mean they mean no. So that's why we call them back after they hang up on us. Yeah, yes. no, and it's, it's persistence. And we are professionals, and you three are definitely professionals. And you know the value you have. And you're not calling them to harass them and just make money. You're calling because you know you can help them. Yeah. And it's getting people to realize, like, no, we're here to help. That is yeah. a, that's that's right? exactly the it, point. It's, we're not, yeah, we're pushy because we know we can help you. Yeah. Right? And and I thought about this yesterday. If you weren't breathing, Steve, I'd help you breathe. And right. I'd fight to help you breathe. Yeah. If I knew I could sell your house and you didn't want me to help you, but I knew I could, I'd want to be pushy too. Right. So it, yes, we're pushy in a way, but it's not meant that way. It's meant because we know we can help. Yeah. Is, is there something in like 
your history, Vinny, that made you want to get into real estate, or what was it that got you to make that decision? Uh, what got me? I've been sell. I've been in sales like literally my my whole life. I I think my first sales job was. Um, I was really good as a retail at Skechers, so they had me like going to college campuses and selling size or shape ups. Mm-hmm. You know the shape up shoes they used to have. Well, the ones that rolled. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know I, I've sold anywhere from like shape ups to Kirby vacuum cleaners, like everything. I was really good at sales. Um, can really I can talk to a lot of people pretty easily. So I mm-hmm. think it was that. And then my uncle Ryan, he's been a realtor for over 20 years. I was living in California. He shot me a call and said, hey, the market in Michigan's crazy. I'll fly you home next week. I need an assistant. I was like, hey, I'll be there. Hey, Take shout up. out to Ryan Milo. Yeah, shout out Ryan Milo. Great, another great realtor for yeah. sure. So yeah, he, he, that's my uncle. Uncle? Yeah, and he kind of just brought me in and uh, he uh, he showed me the ropes. And like I said, he, uh, he got me back from California and I just hit the ground running. So yeah. That, that's awesome. Cool. I, I know I've done deals with Ryan before and he was an absolute <laughs> pleasure to work with. Yeah. Uh, you only remember the good ones and the bad ones, and I definitely remember Ryan as being a good one. And that was even before I knew, you know, he was your uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a coincidence when you told me that. Yeah, he, he, he actually taught me, he's huge on, um, him and another guy I listened to, they're huge on relationships over transactions. Yep. I think that's why he's always been busy since the first day he started, because he, he doesn't look at it as a transaction or a sale. He's always tried to hammer it into my head that it's Vinny, it's relationship over transaction. If you if you do a good job with somebody, you know that one deal could potentially turn into a hundred deals in your lifetime because you know five referrals here. It, it's just if, if you treat one person good, it could turn into five to hundred deals in your lifetime. So it's just again relationship over transaction and the sale. It's just a one time sale goes away. You know, you're happy for a day, yep. and in a week you yeah. forget about it. Money yeah. comes and goes. Yeah. What, what do you consider success, Vinny? You know what? That's it. I was just reading this the other day, and, and success to me would have to be probably doing the right thing um, and being happy uh, doing it. Like feeling good about it? Feeling good about it. And, and like you said, helping people out. Success to me would probably be doing the right thing and being happy about it. What about you, Boogs? <sighs> success? Um, I don't know. It feels like whenever there's like this goal that you have, like something that you thought you couldn't do before, and then you hit that goal, even if it's a little one, that's a huge success. So mm-hmm. I guess over the long term, it would be just hitting a lot of little goals and leveling up every time, and um, eventually you you work your way up into things that you never years before you couldn't have, have dreamed of doing. So little little steps turn into big results. Yeah, exactly. That's good. What about? Yeah, thank you. I just thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, did you read that out of a book somewhere? No, uh, little steps turn into big results. They do. They do. Yeah. Uh, what about yeah, you, Erica? I would say success is measured on the inside of your body and how you feel happiness-wise, as you guys are stating, because there's nothing better than being happy. You can have the most amount of money in the world, the nicest cars, but if you're not happy, then what does it mean? Mm-hmm. I'd rather just be happy, know that I could help someone and make sure that I made that deal happen for them and got them in the house and every single person that I help it just makes you feel that much better and to be able to say that you push through whatever you had to to get them to that point. Yes. And if somebody wants to work with you Erica how would they get a hold of you? You can call me at 248-342-7466. Can they text you also? You can text me, you can email me, you can Facebook me, you can LinkedIn me, Instagram, Boogs, how do 
people get a hold of you if they want to work with you? They, they can call me. You're I'm already right. calling them. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I'll go with you. How can they get a hold of me? They just sit by their phone. It's going to ring at some point. But if they call me, I won't answer. I get too many spam calls. But my number anyway, if you want, is 248-894-3641. Text is easier or email. It's just sbuglione at remax.net. That's it. Vinny? How do people get a hold of you? I will get a hold of you. <laughs> That's what I was told if I was talking to somebody about business cards. And he's like, why do you have business cards? He goes, don't don't buy business cards. You get a hold of them. Yeah. So you, yeah. you take their contact. But you can call me, 248-895-3127. Uh, text is fine. Uh, call me whenever. If you, ever, if you need me, I'm here. Cool. Well, and I'm Levin Wood. Thank you all. Another episode of Rolling Real Estate. Good work, guys. That was fun. Sweet, thank How you. How do you open this? Oh, it's a button. Uh, it's a button. Shit, button. All right. Uh, which button is it? This one? This one? This one? Ah. I'm glad I got that on. <laughs> 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 All right.